0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the to-do list. So, yes, we are going to be talking about Town today. Please know that there are spoilers. So if you have not seen this show, please go see it and then come and revisit this episode. Or if you like spoilers, well, here they are. I mean, it's a famous story, it's based based off of Greek mythology, you know, Orpheus and such. And so you most likely know how it ends, but just there are spoilers, 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 spoilers. We haven't seen, at least I haven't seen a show in over two years due to the pandemic. And I'm glad to see that the theaters are getting filled with locals and tourists alike having a great time wanting to share theater. This, uh, theater is so important to the both of us, so we hope to be doing more um, episodes like this because we had originally planned to do that before everything hit. But yes, we will be talking about the Tony Award winning production of Town in this episode and, you know, talk about what we liked, maybe a few things that maybe need an improvement or, and who would like this production because I understand every production is going to have a different to it that it will attract certain types of theater goers. So yes, with that, here we go.
1: Hi, this is Noah.
0: Hey, it's Kimberly, and this is the, the to-do, to-do list. list. Hello, everyone. So this is actually really great because we... Uh, Are back. I mean, well, we've been here, but I'm saying we we are back (laughs) as far as the theater train because, for me at least, this is like the first Broadway show I've seen in a couple years, over two years, because of course the whole pandemic. And so things have been opened up, and now I'm finally getting out there, and I gotta see my first Broadway show in a long, long time.
1: A long, long time. And
0: let me tell you, it's one that I actually wanted to see pre pandemic. And was like, okay, it's crazy because the prices were nuts. And they still are nuts. Spoiler. but They don't um, have to they be. They don't have to be. They don't have to be. And, and, and we'll get to that. But, of course, we're talking about Town, which was the Broadway winner for 2019, if I'm yes. correct. Yay. Yes.
1: You were right. Good he's, job. Good job. He's
0: always the fact guy. The, I said the fact. The fact guy. The
1: season ending in 2019. There you go. Yes.
0: That's who Noah is awards, while yes. basically me, I tend to just wing it. Yeah.
1: Do I need to do my spoiler on that one? I'll do my spoiler. I did my research.
0: Okay, go it for it. It was
1: nominated for 14 awards. Mm-hmm. It won eight. Wow. So that was a very good batting average. Yeah. Now, I will say the only... <laughs> I'm laughing, sorry. Okay. The only... if I'm talking baseball, per se. Eight out of 14 is a pretty good percentage. It is. It's a lot better... Well, the only show that came close was the Share show.
0: I didn't even... Oh, I forgot that existed.
1: Stephanie J. Block won Best Actress. Hello.
0: came. Okay, it like...
1: Just... Okay. Well, but the reason why I bring it up is that... But to be fair, The Cher Show was only nominated for three awards, that season and it one, two. So, to be fair, yes, it had a comparable batting average, but it wasn't nominated as much.
0: To be fair, I um, am not big into jukebox musicals, so that's why I kind of give those reactions. If you are into it, just ignore me. We all have our different things. But, um, and then yeah.
1: And there's the other end of the spectrum. The other end, is when I talk about batting averages, there was one show that was nominated for eight awards yeah. and won zero. Okay, that's, that,
0: that's happened before. That, I mean, it happens. It does. So, yeah, there you go. But here's the thing. If you want to see um, Hades Town and you don't want to be spoiled, you probably want to cut it off now and then revisit this episode later because spoilers. We're doing spoilers? Spo- we're, yeah, we're going to be talking about the plot. I mean, pretty much. Okay, here's the thing. We're not going to tell how it
1: ends, but then again.
0: No, I'm Kind <laughs> of, uh, to be honest with you, spoiler. Yes. Turn it off now if you don't want to know because I am going to spoil the ending for you. Okay, you, you had your moment. Okay, you better be gone. So
1: They didn't um, hear you if they're actually gone. I'm just checking.
0: I know, but I'm checking to make sure. So, Girl. spoiler, it's like the Titanic. You know what happens at the end, okay? I think so, you
1: should, yes. Do you need to address that? Well, the I think we most people,
0: just to be fair, this is based off of uh, Orpheus and... Yeah, I never say the name Eurydice. Right? Eurydice. I know, they only said it five million times in the lyrics. but And I'm a huge fan of Greek mythology. But the thing is, is that... If you know Greek mythology, and I know in the U.S. it was required for me to study, but doesn't mean you retained it, nor did you care. I was a huge fan and still am a huge fan of Greek mythology. So when I heard about this show, it was top of my list because of that, because I love Greek mythology. So I had to see it. And then, of course, everything went crazy. And so here we are. And it was like, this is the show I want to see.
1: Here we are. Yes. Kimberly picked it. We talked about the price, and I'll just get yep. this out of the way right now.
0: No, I don't want to say how much. No, pick,
1: but... But, no, we don't need to say that, but the point is there are options. They do do a yes. lottery to Town. Yeah. I can honestly say I have been entering. I have not won it yet. And I you can, can pick whether or not you want to do two seats or one seat, because that's if you're trying to get five people in by a lottery, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I do that through a uh, website called Lucky Seat. So the point is, there are options for lower-priced tickets, um, but yeah, this I would say, in my research, this and Hamilton are probably the highest-priced Uh, tickets on Broadway right now at the time of this recording. And
0: it's only going to get worse as summer gets here because tourist season is back in full force. The tourists are definitely coming back. So just know this isn't something you're going to see on TKTS if you watched our Broadway episode. This isn't something that you're going to get discount tickets to usually unless you can win the lottery. And that's pretty much the only way you're going to do it. It is the hot ticket in town so we um, saw it now and I had very high expectations going into it Um, very high expectations it's had a lot of buzz of course um, everywhere it's been highly regarded as quite a wonderful show I want to start with I guess what was the best way to start this because I was saying you know Uh. tourists may have different expectations of what they want to see versus somebody this is more to me an art house kind of show um, this. this
1: is... This is... So, right now, entering into Chicago in the very... Chicago, the musical, not the city. The very near future, we will have Pamela Anderson. Yeah. This... Town is not that show. If you want to see Pamela Anderson, I don't anticipate you seeing her for a hot minute. I don't anticipate you seeing Ariana Grande for a hot minute. Right. I don't anticipate you having what we call stunt casting in the show for a while. The reason why is... Mm-hmm. The... Well, although, I will say it did not... It did not win for Book of a Musical in two thousand nineteen. Well, to be
0: but- fair it has like not very many words. And that it's mostly a sung through musical, which some people may not like because it The actor may not enunciate enough, or maybe you're not good with lyrics and listening. It may get confusing because there isn't much of a
1: book. And the storyline relies heavily on Greek mythology, which is something that's been established for a long time. So therefore, I don't know that they're dinging the the writer for the creation of the book because a lot of it was based on something else. That being said... (laughs) I would say the story and the production is a lot of the selling point for this show Mm -hmm. as opposed to some shows that have been on Broadway longer or maybe their um, storyline is more fluffy or cute. They they have to rely on other things to sell their shows. This is not that show. I will say it is not a feel-good show. I can't, no, I cannot say it's a feel good musical. It's, it wasn't. It was not. There are lighter moments, but sure. it's not a feel good musical.
0: No, it's basically if you know Greek theater, there's tragedies and there's comedies. If you want comedies, go see Funny Thing Happened the Way of the Forum, because they tell you it's comedy tonight, but that is not on Broadway right now. They tell now. you this is a tragedy. So they is this tell a spoiler? you this is a tragedy. <laughs> so there you go. So just if you want something light and fluffy, maybe you just are a very cheerful person. You don't like depressing plots. Or, um,. You know, you're going through a period in your life. You want something a little bit more uplifting. This is not the show for you <laughs> because it's not uplifting. It is a Greek tragedy. Yes. But um, I don't know.
1: This. I, I think a good way for me, the way I approach this yep. when Kimberly posed that maybe we should talk about our experience in the show is I looked at the the highlights and the the challenges for me as an audience member. So there were highlights and there were challenges for me. So, I mean, I can start out with one of my highlights. Well, here's
0: the thing. This is actually perfect because originally when we started this podcast before everything, we just had the worst timing. Um, Originally when I was going to do, we were going to do this, we were going to talk about Broadway shows. We were going to talk about a lot of things in New York City and then the pandemic hit and basically we weren't able to. So this is exactly the type of stuff that we were kind of looking at. So there you go so you, you hit it no I'll go for it
1: so the uh, I will go I, I'm deciding I have three highlights and I'm deciding what order I want to say it in and, and you know what I'll start at the beginning of the show yeah. and I would say the beginning of the show and a spoiler of the acting nominations for the Tony Award, and I'm not judging my my evaluation on the Tony Awards mm-hmm. um, the only one from Hades Town to win was Andre de Shields, and, and he's, he is
0: iconic. He's, he's been around forever, and
1: he has. Yes. I, I like. I had referenced previously in our podcast that I consider Patty a legend. Some may consider Andre de Shields yes, a legend. Absolutely. Uh, that he wasn't necessarily like a selling point for me to go to the show. No. I was going to the show because Camberley really wanted to see it, and I had interest partially because I had heard it was a well constructed piece. Yes. It is intelligent theater. Uh, his entrance the beginning i felt as though he had stage presence i felt one of the things i liked about the beginning is normally when you go to theater on broadway we're used to the announcements that don't unwrap your candy turn off your cell phones that didn't happen nope the cast just came on and went to the
0: orchestra and it just started it was like whoa which we're
1: ready we're ready but to me i liked that in a way because it was Hey, we're here for a communal event. We're here. We're not gonna go through these this this formality as it were yeah. of do this, do that. Given when we got our programs, we were told to turn off our cell phones. Yeah. So that was established. She didn't talk about candy, but then again, hi, that that's, you, that's common, common, sense. Be common sense. should be common sense. So I liked the the originality or the unique approach to the opening, so they captured my attention in that way. And then Andre de Shields stage presence. <laughs> spoiler, he literally got applause for opening up his jacket and revealing his snazzy vest so i I, I will say he definitely has a a gravitas a stage presence he does and i felt throughout the cast there were a number of times when i'm like oh there's intelligent choices and there were quote-unquote powerful moments Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so i credit him but i'd also say the beginning in general Grab my attention. It was one of the things I liked about the show. The the, the risk-taking, shall I say.
0: I'm, I'm going to jump on that a little bit, just because I agree with you. Because it did feel like, from an audience perspective, that basically you were part of the team. Even though you're not performing, you know, it, it, it just felt very intimate with that. Where it's just like, hey guys, let's just go into this. It was communal. Yeah, it just... I really did love that about it. You're right. I didn't... I don't mind the formality, but for the show, it really doesn't necessarily work because the theater that it's in is actually a lot it originally was made for plays so because plays don't sell out as well and they don't tend to use the microphones as much as the, maybe they do now but they didn't used to um it's a smaller theater, so it's an extremely intimate
1: experience. But it's also a gorgeous theater because yes. it's a Walter Kerr. And what I noticed is on one of the walls, they had a painting of Pan. Mm-hmm. So I found that interesting because we're doing Town it's Greek mythology, and then there's Pan up there on the wall. Yeah, it's <laughs> so a great was, space. It I is. mean,
0: I think that there really isn't a bad seat in the house. I mean, you may have some obstructions, but there's some where you're so far back, you're like, I can't see anything. So this is actually a great space, even if you do get a discount ticket. So, yeah.
1: Yep. Yes, risk-taking. Do I need to say, more? do you have another thing that was uh, positive for you? Oh, for me?
0: I? Okay, I wasn't sure how you were doing that. So, for me, I'm going to flat out say one of the things that really struck me with this production was, and this may be taking yours, is the lighting design. It, I mean, the set alone was really great. It's a very simplistic set in that it really doesn't change much. It's basically a turntable with the orchestra, or it, it's kind of like a... It's kind of like Mardi Gras or Louisiana feel, like bluesy Louisiana type feel music. So, that maybe some people may not like that. So, because of that, the orchestra mm-hmm. is on stage quite a bit or the whole time. Everybody, for the most part, except they exit here and there, is on most of the time. It very much is an ensemble piece. And the set really doesn't alter that much. People bring in set pieces, remove set pieces. The only really Big transitions were the turntable, much like Les Mis, if you've seen it. I've seen it also used in uh, another show recently. It's pretty common to use the turntable thing. But when they go to Hades, it completely—it kind of, doesn't completely alter, but it changes enough where you're like, oh, this is really cool, and there's smoke and things. But the set design was simple but used very well. But for me, the lighting was so freaking good. I remember telling you at intermission, I'm like, that lighting, though. No.
1: I just I, I, I think there was a specific song where it jumped out at you but for me yeah I, I, you, it's, did you it's
0: s- when they go to the workers there's a sequence where you go to hades and there's the workers down I'm, below i think it's the chant song is what it's called
1: i call it a work song but there is also some call and response basically a no lot,
0: it's called chant
1: oh that's the name exactly the call number. chant yes there's a song well that's the
0: number called chant
1: right you're talking about titles i'm talking about musical inspiration so when you mention yeah. louisiana and like mardi gras I would say it has more of an african-american heritage and that aspect that they borrow from call and response and they call from work they borrow from work songs and then a lot of the uh orchestration or a lot of the musical inspiration comes from there. So when I hear Mardi Gras, I hear more lighthearted. There is some No,
0: to me, it's like even with uh, Persephone's outfit, that's very, to me, a very Mardi Gras kind of thing. I I think they were definitely going for, um, to me, a little bit of like Louisiana uh, blues, but I'm not an expert in blues, but it's very definitely a lot of blues. And you're right, the call and response, response, which is more of an African type um, musicality to it. And even the dancing was very had a lot of African influence to it. But you know that may not be a selling point to certain people. Just so you know, some people don't like that type of music, the bluesy type. I actually don't mind it. I love it in those type of musicals. But it's not a stereotypical, typical like 42nd Street or or Phantom of the Opera.
1: And we're not saying it's a ding. But some (laughs) people, and I'll reference my mom. I love you, mom. One of her things is when she wants to go to a show, she's like, oh, what are the songs I know? this is not one of those shows that I feel if I turn to somebody on the street and say, oh, you're going to know this song, this song, and this song. No, given I would say Broadway has, well, in some ways, yes. I feel like back in the day, it used to be that Broadway shows, their songs from that would become pop songs.
0: Right. There's no memory in the show. You're no. not gonna get memory from cats that would go to the, or like send in the clowns that would go to the radio. You're not gonna get <laughs> you're not gonna like get one that. night
1: in Bangkok from you're, chess. You're not
0: getting any of that with this. It's very much because I even noticed that there was nothing that really stood out to me, but when you watch the show it flows with the music really well. It's but it's not distracting and you're like, God, I love that song. It doesn't mean there were some, some that weren't weaker than others, but I actually, it didn't bother me, but I didn't walk away humming anything. Right,
1: and this isn't necessarily a ding per se. This is just more of a, an observation, so that sure. if somebody's considering going to the show. When you mentioned the lighting, yes, yeah. that was something that I did have on my list. Um, the lighting, they they were good. The scene you're specifically talking about is when they go down to Hadestown. What, even more so than the lighting, I liked the the. Sense of descending, yeah, because what they did is they took the flats and they uh, made them retreat. Mm-hmm. So you got a sense that it was getting bigger and it revealed more of the back wall of the theater. Now whether that's actually the back wall of the theater or it's a constructed back, back wall ball, theater, yeah. you still got the sense that you were in a deeper space or that you had moved per se and I felt that that was an effective use of space and that was good it was cool then the lights
0: dim to be like you're going underground then there was more orange like fiery kind of ore and then the workers come out and with the chant song and the movements very uh, mechanical it was just such a cool piece and they had these cool overhead lights that they moved around in this choreographed way honestly I was just in awe of this piece, just in awe of that whole sequence. I like the fact, because as a non-dancer, I like the fact that the dance, in my opinion, was very, um, I, I think most people could get it, unless you really had two left feet. I feel like A lot of times with Broadway shows it's about these big sets and amazing choreography but to me sometimes it could be a little bit distracting and I like to see pieces where maybe vocalists are pushed a little bit more forward and part of that is because that's me I don't have a dance background so for me it's like oh I could do this show I can't do 42nd not that I want to do 42nd Street now there's anything wrong with it it's just not my style but there's certain shows I'll never be able to do because Guess who can't dance? So maybe that's my own selfishness, but I think yeah, I was gonna
1: say I don't know that most people are thinking, oh, can I do that? Well, no, like, that's
0: true. But the thing is, it's it's like some people I read online were disappointed there weren't flashy dance numbers, and I'm like, not everything needs to be that. Isn't this type of show? It's this show's more about the plot and 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 the characters. It, it's
1: more about storytelling, and that's yeah. when we talked in the beginning about how it was a communal experience. I I think back to Once on This Island, mm-hmm. which is also about telling a story. But I feel as though this, for me, did a better job of making us be part of that storytelling yes. process. It was more transparent. That look, we have something to share with you. Let's yep. all come together and do this. And yep. part of it was, there was a call and response actually with the audience that Andre DeShields got in the beginning when he says, I, and we all would say, I back, to let him know, and the cast know, that we were ready for them to proceed. So in well, a way... Well, everybody was ready to proceed, because every
0: time a new actor would walk on, people would scream. I'm like, what?
1: Fair. But <laughs> but it was something... I, I
0: expect that the next time I...
1: But I didn't feel <laughs> they <laughs> were encouraging applause as much as they were encouraging, in certain times, interaction sure, with the audience. Sure, And so, in that way, I did feel that, not necessarily that the fourth... Yes, the fourth wall was Especially broken at times. Especially his
0: character, which is Hermes, yeah. Uh,
1: but I feel he did do a good job of balancing he his his role as hermes and as a narrator yes. because that that can be challenging and not every actor can navigate that uh sure. distinctly and sure. make those lines clear uh the uh, the third thing i guess i'm going to say that impressed me because i agree with you on the lighting and yep. more scenic design than lighting because i think the scenic design the revealing of the walls i was more impressed by the movement and the retreating of the walls than i was by the lighting but that's, oh, that's i love the lighting. Slight, the yeah lighting was
0: brilliant the lighting and is, normally i don't look at lighting in shows it's like okay great just make sure you give me my spot. But with this, I was very much aware of how beautifully it was done throughout the show. And it, it was just amazing to me.
1: And, and I get that. Uh, I just, I think I was more impressed by the scenic design simply because, yes, the lighting was part of that, but right. I, I think specifically the turntable and how the actors navigated it, yeah. because it wasn't choreography heavy, there was a, a scene that was very... Sung, but because of the turntable, you got the sense of movement and motion and transference of space, and I felt light, lighting was a part of that. But the scenic design did a good job of achieving oh, yeah, that as well. Absolutely. So I think maybe when I said lighting, I'm lumping scenic design in with got it, it because it. I got to no. give credit to scenic they design. They
0: both work for me. My
1: third thing that I enjoyed about it is I'm not necessarily as big of a fan of Greek mythology as Camberley is, mm-hmm. but mine is the fact it was a mythological story. So I found it uh, interesting that we we're telling it, and I guess this is a spoiler. At the end I was like We already warned him. <laughs> we we already know this ending. And so when we saw it, and this is the part I'm gonna say, uh, somebody gasped at the end. They were like surprised at it happened and like that Wait, was what? shocking to it me. It was yeah. it was
0: like, look, we know what happens in this and a couple people are like <gasps> and I'm like
1: we're like yeah, the
0: titanic sinks like, seriously i almost like said that because i'm sarcastic and i'm a good person but sometimes i'm just like shocked because it was just something that i studied when i was in fifth grade
1: dewey so. didn't win the election it's like, it's
0: like sorry guys
1: like, dude king kong doesn't sorry I, I, there's king so many kong things. dies at the end oh and every
0: God. single time it never changes so it, yeah that was, it was, kind of it shocking. was so shocking to me
1: so when I was getting toward the end, I, I didn't intellectually expect them to change the ending of what's in Greek mythology. They did take some liberties with the myth- mythological stories with them. I'm fine with it. It's art. Like I understand that. I understand this I'm not I
0: will get to that with some of the basically.
1: To with. me, to me, I, I as somebody who sometimes I can be religious mm-hmm. and sometimes they do shows that are biblically based. I allow them to have their freedom. Sure. I I saw a production of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar where they made it a love triangle between Jesus, Judas, and Mary Magdalene. So there was some uh, bisexual, I believe, action was what was implied going on. I accepted it. it Simply with children to
0: me. They do the same thing where it doesn't follow
1: Genesis. They take liberties.
0: They take liberties to make it work within the plot. And
1: so therefore, I knew the mythological story. I just allowed some liberties. I was curious what was going to happen. Then when they gave the ending, I was like, Well then since you didn't change that, what I liked what they did mm-hmm. was say why they tell the story. Like, even though we all know how it's gonna yeah, end. I, love that. I-, I think that was a nice twist on the ending because when I see a show sometimes I'm like especially when there's a mystery, oh what's that? Uh uh mousetrap? Mousetrap? No, Once not. you know the ending, I'm not. I don't know that I should. Ruin no, don't
0: ruin it. I'm not going to ruin the
1: ending of Mousetrap. But the my only point reason
0: is- I know is because I did it, and they were never supposed to tell who so, who did it.
1: So you're not going to tell.
0: No, because okay. I'm not going to ruin you're it. You're a people. good
1: girl, but you told me. <laughs>
0: Because you said you'd never see it and didn't care.
1: I. That's true. I've never even <laughs> seen it. Didn't care. But we may have a listener out there who may want to see Mousetrap. I'm curious. Still running
0: on the West it End. Is. It's been it is. You looked it up. Running for years and years. It, it, it's kind of like New York City used to have the Fantastics, and I think yes, it's back did. again. Oh
1: gosh. It,
0: it's always like it'll disappear for a year or two, and then it'll come back. Like a bad like, rash,
1: uh, yeah, bad sore. Okay,
0: that's basically their Our West End, right there.
1: Are you sure that Mousetrap is still running?
0: i'm not sure okay
1: I, I, I have to look I, you out. know
0: it, it was running for a very a long, long 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 time long time the long. point of
1: the story is once you know the ending to mousetrap do you really want to see it again i was kind of like i know the ending to Town, like essentially because i know the myth sure. so I, I would argue i'm here for the journey because part of it is you know how things are going to end but part of it is how you get there it's kind of like if you know the score to a football game and then you watch it on your dvr you're like you know how it ends i'm like oh i'll still watch it because i want to see the plays i want to see how you got right. there same with this i want to see how they got there but i like how in the script it was written that even though you knew how this is going to end he acknowledges that the audience knew or at least suspected how this is going to end but you hope exactly
0: that it'll end differently but you know the truth and even i was thinking that as a hardcore greek mythological person When I was watching this, I'm like, please change. And I knew it wasn't going to. I knew it was going to happen, and when it happened, I was still disappointed. But in a way... it is good storytelling.
1: It is good storytelling, and I also think it played into the concept of the whole piece, which was, they had said was, part of Orpheus' gift is showing, allowing people to see the world as it could be. Yes. And so, I think part of what they were striving to do is help us imagine what a world could be, or how this could be different. And their choice of explaining that was good. I wouldn't take that out. Because it did add value to it and it did say, even though you know the ending, you still had hope. Or we still, we, as a community, as a people, still have hope. So I liked that. I liked, not that twist per se, but that addition in it to make it uh, relevant and viable, regardless of how many times you've seen it.
0: Yes, totally agree. So, one of the things that I also liked is that this really is an ensemble piece. Yes, there are characters that whose parts are maybe a little bit more flashier because, you know, they are lead roles, I guess, technically. But what I liked about this was that there were really no throwaway parts. Um, Even with the ensemble, they would take on different characters. They were on stage quite a bit. And it was interesting watching it because we had really good seats. But when you're watching it, I could recognize the ensemble members and got a feel of who they were individually Mm -hmm. on stage because you go, oh, it's so-and-so again. It's a very small cast, actually, if you think about it. And I really liked that about it. They were constantly being used in different numbers. And so you got a feel of all these different actors, Um, even though, like I said, some of the, the leads are a little bit flashier. But um, just because they have more like solos and things like that where they get to dance around specifically Persephone. I think she's a very flashy character. It is,
1: but I really do think it's an... Uh, well, no, she was considered a featured actress in the show when she was nominated for the Tony. She was not considered lead actress. Which is interesting because she... Maybe they're all featured. They, no, they gave Ava Noblezada a nomination for lead actress. So, Her character isn't even that and, big. And I think that's our point is that this is very much an ensemble show. Yeah, it kind of reminded amazing. me of The Robber Bridegroom for those of you who know it Mm -hmm. in that it's very ensemble and this was very ensemble so even though yes there are people we are telling the story of Hades and Persephone and Orpheus and Eurydice they are there but that's not all stage time like I will say Eurydice does have time off stage Orpheus even though they're talking about him or things that may concern him there was times he was off writing his song so you could see him. Yeah, He's I still agree. there, but the focus wasn't on him. So I would say it's a very much on top of piece. I
0: would say the, the the one character I think that actually got the least time would be Hades. He's hardly in the first act. He's chilling up on the the balcony up on stage. But he, he makes a huge appearance in the second yeah. act, which makes up for it. He makes a big part of that. But... Um, Yeah, it it was interesting to just watch how it worked and how everybody was utilized. And it's a show that if you were in, you wouldn't be sad because you're the dude sweeping the floor, you know, back, you know, on the upper stage.
1: Oh, I wouldn't be sad as long as I'm getting paid. Well, that's true. I wouldn't
0: be sad either. Good luck. And that would be my big moment. But honestly, I like that about it. Like, nobody's going to be upset by being cast in this, you know, and going... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess my my throwback would be, well, what would you be upset being cast by? No, I think you're-
0: be, no, 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 to be honest, a, a lot of actors, um, you know, they have a healthy ego. And so, of course, you want to rise up from just being a dude who's in one number. You know, you want a little bit more. And with Town, you're constantly being featured. And, and And really, even the fates that are kind of like a Greek chorus to a degree... Even though the fates actually existed and and were a big part of mythology, I just honestly, I'm just going to give a shout out because there was one specific cast member. I do not know her name. Oh, I'll get her name for you. It was Jessie. Her Her
1: first name was Jessie. There were
0: three fates and. Their harmonies are
1: and, tight. And she's been in it since it was on its off-broad, like when it first I started. I why they brought it Shelton.
0: Okay, girls, yes. if you ever listen to this, you made my night. Honestly, she, she's yeah. so good. She was just... Because the fates are a little bit... In real mythology, they're a little bit more middle ground. They can be good or bad, or they're just there, kind of. This uh, wasn't
1: very with middle ground. this,
0: there was no middle ground. The fates were tempting people. They were sending people down the wrong path uh, perhaps.
1: At some point I felt like what are you gonna do? I felt they were pushing people a little bit nudging.
0: but that's I- not what they did in Greek mythology and here they have a, they're a little bit more naughty than they are in Greek mythology. Okay. So I mean fair enough but the the one played it to a T. They, they, she really had really a great voice, a great belt but on top of it she just really got in there and had great facials and wasn't afraid to get dirty. And I just really loved her but even with the three all all three women did well the the, the harmonies were extremely tight mm. and that was cool Listening was, to those harmonies and they were cutting off on time and then one would sing a solo and they would go straight back into the harmonies I'm sorry the Fates was just an amazing freaking roll. I
1: loved it and that was actually my um, I guess honorable mention mm-hmm. for them because I, I was impressed by the harmonies yes I was trying so to think good. of, of like, we had talked about what music sticks in our heads. There's... I, I don't know that I can legally even sing it, but the...
0: Oh, his main that, song that, 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 that song. he's writing. And
1: Orpheus. that yeah. tune sticks in my head, but what did I really enjoy? There was an a cappella part where the Fates actually just sang a cappella with their harmony. And it was tight. The yeah. harmony was tight. So it was an honorable mention for me because I, I'm a sucker for harmony, yeah. and I'm also a sucker for same-gender harmony. So to hear three females do it, I was like... Yeah.
0: Well, and the thing is, we saw an understudy, and I will say this I will give her this, she had a beautiful voice. The fact that you have to be so prepared to walk in. And hit tight harmonies like that. If you didn't tell, I mean, she just walked into it. She was the alto part, and she boom, just nailed these harmonies. And I'm like, how often do these women practice with their understudies together? Oh. Because it's hard to walk into harmonies like that. Not really if you hit is. your
1: part. Uh, if you know your part, it shouldn't matter. I know you're
0: right. No, you no you're right, but you do to different rain. tonality yes. and different
1: Blend. Tone, voice
0: types, and some are louder, some are quieter. So it's just, it, it, I just want to applaud them. And you anytime. need to
1: chip. I agree. Yes. The, and the, the
0: tallest. Cast member I've ever seen in my life on stage.
1: Oh, <laughs> the
0: guy was the guy is so tall. He is the,
1: so that, the tallest on uh, yeah, member. That, and as soon
0: as I saw him, he, he was he,
1: not a fake. That was Timothy. He is Hughes. not. He Timothy is Hughes,
0: six yes. seven. I actually knew somebody who was seven feet. So he hasn't beat. So, but I was just why I was more shocked. I wasn't shocked by the height so much because, like I said, I had a friend who was seven feet tall. It's more of the fact that on stage they tend to avoid tall mm-hmm. people, especially as dancers, because they don't rotate necessarily as well or seen as graceful. Of course, there was Tommy oh. Toon and things. but honestly, this guy was
1: huge as and as oh well, I am pretty sure he's in the greatest showman. But beyond that, I yeah, was, he was the I was actually, when you say you don't usually see people of that height on Broadway that often, I Honey, guess... you
0: are not that adult.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I wasn't... No, no, no. This wasn't <laughs> okay. about me. This was about, I think, also beyond being in the ensemble, yep. being a romantic lead. Um, Kimberly has a background in acting, and I can say, wasn't there a time there was a leading man who was shorter than you? And I, she's not
0: I tall. actually was with somebody once who was 6'4", and I'm only like five two and a half and they almost didn't cast me because they were having a hard time casting a high tenor role
1: and Uh, they were like
0: we rather we need him
1: we can find another woman and they were like but
0: they i was their favorite and they're like what do we do because their height difference is over a foot so they put me in higher heels but it wasn't enough and in the end i got it and they just dealt with it and made it more a little bit comedic in parts but, but
1: that will you agree? That's rare.
0: It is pretty rare
1: because you. I think you told me another time you had a leading man who was either five foot or five. Yeah, foot. and I
0: had to wear ballet slippers the whole time because I had he was five foot and I'm five two and a half.
1: And like, so that's why for yes. us to see somebody of Timothy Hughes's stature, it was wow, wow. And he, but he it,
0: did really great. I and, loved him. I thought he was really
1: and it did work in the uh, worker scene when they were trying to be intimidating. Toward Orpheus, I felt that yeah, his. I
0: believe he was a worker. Like, working well, for Hades down there. I believed it. I'm like, man.
1: Uh, if I were Orpheus, I would be kind of intimidated by him, but the other ones, I'm not sure I would be. I'm not going to lie. am true. I'm not- <laughs>
0: I-, I might be able to take a few of them. No offense. A few? I mean, yeah.
1: Probably at least three. You don't want to place bets? Okay. <laughs> I, well. Of
0: course we don't condone violence. I'm just saying, if there was a scene where Orpheus was fighting some of them. Look. Look, I think my fights were pretty good. Well, the whole thing. There's, a, wet, fight There's a fight scene. There's a fight scene. Honestly, I think. I could have taken a couple on.
1: You could have. So, <laughs> uh, do you have any more positives you need to say?
0: I, I think that's... that's yes. Yeah. The,
1: the Fates, I, it was my honorable mention. I was yeah. impressed by that. My, I guess, my reservations. Yes. Or my dings. Because
0: every show has them. Not every show is perfect. And honestly, we can all improve. Every well, last one of us.
1: I, oh, I agree. There's going to be something in every show. Exactly. Uh, are, uh, we are theater people. And I was talking to somebody about... Uh, theater and and they were like oh what did you think of this what did you think of that and I said please theater is like my super bowl like I got Thanks. this like yeah. like I, I have an opinion I have an opinion I have something to say and I'm watching it all the time so because of our background sure, I can't speak for you but I can say there were times I can honestly say during the show when Hades and Persephone spoiler they go down there's yeah. a, there's a yeah. I missed it because I was distracted by two other things going on on stage because yeah. I'm watching the behind the scenes stuff and yeah, that's how I, know I saw one, one
0: guy laughing at one point because something went wrong uh, and I went, you're not supposed to do that.
1: See? You broke. Exactly. <laughs> and, and there's things, well, I did also notice another scene member going off to get the umbrella for Hermes. Yeah. So I saw him bring it up. Yeah, I could see where the props yeah. were being exactly. passed
0: off to different actors and I'm like, uh oh, And yeah. those are things
1: as theater people you're just mm-hmm. aware of. But to be fair, what I will say is there are, sometimes I'm in a theatrical production where I am so impressed or so enraptured yep. by the storytelling sure. that I forget to think with that theatrical background in my yeah. brain that I, I'm not looking for the backstageness I'm not yeah. looking for what's going on behind the curtain yeah that being said and then trying to excuse our um, criticisms it's not an excuse but I will say I uh, I think Camberley tends to be more um uh, particular about voices and voice qualities, I tend to be a little bit more forgiving, but yeah. I tend to be more particular about acting and dancing and and execution of certain things. Sure. So in, we're different in different ways. Just yeah. so I'm just preferencing that we have different
0: backgrounds as far as what we
1: and so we focus we, on. we try not to be mean or or rough. Oh, what, I won't do that, and At I'm all not
0: work in progress. We
1: are one of my biggest um, dings mm-hmm. for me was the guy playing Orpheus, Reeve Carney, and. I, what I liked about him, um, his, his attack vocally sometimes threw me, uh, his, his acting choices sometimes threw me, but I don't know how much of it was, the, well, it was him mm-hmm. or the direction he received. Right. So I don't know what that was. W- what I liked about him is he could play guitar and his yeah. tonality up high was good. There were certain notes that were way up there that he had to hit because they were being echoed then by the chorus. Right. Why I dinged. Partially, and this had nothing to do with the Tonys, but when I was doing my research, he was the only one of the main five mm-hmm. who didn't receive a nomination for a Tony. So to me, that's a little bit telling when Town was the big, big deal that mm-hmm. year. Usually, everyone gets a nomination. Not everybody wins, but usually. Yeah. So that, to me, says that I'm perhaps not alone in my opinion. And from what I've heard online, I'm not alone in my opinion. Some people do love him. I respected his guitar playing. Sure. I respected his tenor voice. It was the, the characterization and the acting choices I had, um, the attack, the vocal attack I will say I did have some issues with here and there. So to me, he, he took me out of it, I had a hard time connecting with his character, so when I go to a show, I want somebody I'm going to root for and I'm going to connect to. Yeah. And I'm not as invested in the uh, Greek mythology as Camberley is. Mm-hmm. So you got to sell it to me a little bit more. I'm not a shoe in uh, One of the things we had talked about is the establishment of the relationship between Eurydice and Orpheus. Mm-hmm. Part of it was, why does she go for him? And they say it in the plot, but I wanted some charisma or something that, like, I get it. His gift is, I get it. He, he's artistic and he's a demigod. These are his gifts. But even if she didn't know want to know that, I, I don't want to see her turn on a dime because he could execute some magic. I wanted to see why she fell in love with him, see more of that. And that could have been done with the writing, that could have been done with the portrayal, it could have been done a few ways, but I'm going to put it on Reeve Carney's shoulders because he was the actor out there on stage. Whether it's fair or unfair, I don't know, but ultimately, I wanted to believe in him and their relationship more, and I faulted him more than her.
0: Part of that, I will say, is the script a little bit, because there are so many songs that kind of come in where it's like, do we really need this song in certain things? And I feel like the relationship kind of just came from nowhere, and we're just supposed to go along with it. Um, And... It basically is, no, I'm not interested in you. And then it's like, ding, flower. Oh, I like you. It's a little bit... Because um, <laughs> that's
1: all it takes, a flower.
0: Right. And maybe it's just the whole idea of magic and creating like spring because it's winter and she's cold, Euricides. And so um maybe that was... I, I, I get why they did it, but it was a little bit too quick. So if you're looking for a big romance, it, it's a little bit... I don't want to say far-fetched it just happens very quickly to where it's kind of like mm, they, I, I feel like hades and persephone were built a little bit better with their relationship than the the other two it
1: seemed like we went right from rejection into marriage it was a yeah, fast turnaround yeah it and was I,
0: like a drunken night in vegas and I, it just came from nowhere and, and wow wow all of a sudden he's going to hell to find her
1: and they weren't married by elvis Elvis did not make an appearance in no. Hades. That would have been interesting. If, if there had been a character, if they would have taken the no. Hades character and made him an Elvis type thing in a suit and a cape oh, and no, something, that would no. have been interesting. No, this isn't um, I'm, no, we're not That suggesting horrible that. show. Not,
0: I'm sorry if you like this show. What is it? Joseph Mr. Uh, <laughs>
1: amazing technical <laughs> or cook. We were giving you a lot of theater. He's a theater <laughs> mystery. <laughs> Regardless of there's that, there's a lot going on here. It, part of it was that relationship thing, but part of that was throughout the show, I, I wanted more from him and I wanted to connect with this character because ultimately, even at the ending, and spoiler, you know how it ends. Yeah and that's writing. I wanted to see the emotion from that character. I wanted to see what he was going through. There were, there were just missed opportunities and I I don't know who to fault but I'm faulting him because he's the one on that stage
0: I I think for me I would like to see it with maybe the understudy or somebody not because I'm I'm faulting him but because I'm curious to see if it was more of the director saying I want you all to act like this with this character or if it was an actor choice so that's why I would like to see an understudy in that role just to see what what exactly if it it was character choice or a director
1: And and I will say at first I was pretty hard on his voice his attack but as the show went on it grew on me. And what I will say is... It's hard to
0: stay in that register that long. When,
1: and and to maneuver long. it as well as he did. But when he got to Epic 3, yep. regardless of how I felt about him, I felt it was a good ensemble moment. Yes. So I could overlook any emotional misgivings I had towards Reeve Carney sure. and look at the totality of what the ensemble was doing. And I really, like, I was in the moment. Yep. I, so that's to the whole ensemble's credit. So regardless of what I felt about what he did before and after, in that moment, I bought in. I was fine like I would accept him in that moment it's just I wanted more of that charm more more um, uh, more in the characterization before before definitely before after I can excuse a little bit but
0: got it so for me there's a couple things I have but I'll start with this one so it okay the end of the act was very confusing for me you mean act one act one so (laughs) this is something that bugged me a little bit was my favorite one of my favorite numbers besides the whole ending uh, which just transition so beautifully the last four or five songs um wait for me that whole sequence yes. just is so great and the best part about that i know i'm supposed to be doing the negative is that when certain things happened you could hear pin drop in the whole theater yes i agree nobody coughed nobody moved <sighs> nobody shook their like uh, programs it was so quiet i was expecting just to hear that because you know this always happens that <clears throat> nothing
1: it Andre the Shield so is opening his vest and everyone is quiet
0: strange like there were so many points where it was just dead silence and I was like wow okay that's cool
1: that's but impressive that's, yeah. it
0: is very impressive to hold the audience in your hand like that that's, that's quite impressive but, and that's
1: to their credit the cast
0: but honestly there, there was one point where the whole chant sequence where they go to Hades and the lighting's done and, and you know Orpheus realizes uh oh you know I'm really in deep and It's just this really big, huge number, and I was like, yeah! I was almost ready to stand up and and give it a standing O at the end of the act.
1: Because you thought it was the end of the act. I thought it was the end
0: of the act, and then all of a sudden, people start moving off stage, moving the set, and then another song starts and I'm like, what the hell?
1: And we were clapping. It was Patrick Page playing Hades and they yeah. were clapping. I'm like, wait, are you clapping for his entrance or are you clapping for the end of the previous song because you liked it so much? I was unclear.
0: I don't know, but I was like, what is going on? I'm like, there isn't the first thing I thought is there's is there no intermission? But I'm like, no, it says there's an, there intermission. an intermission. Yeah. So I was like, no. And I went, why? And then they went to We Build the Walls, I think it's called. And why
1: we build the wall. Why we the build wall. the wall.
0: And honestly, it's it, to me, it's not one of my most favorite songs. Um, I was like, why?
1: Okay. You're being nice. I don't like that song at all. I would cut it so hard.
0: I actually would. Uh, and I, lo- I love this show. But I would cut a couple songs because I feel like the show was maybe 15, 20 minutes too long. Oh, wow. Yeah. But that would be one of them because I didn't really understand what the purpose of it was. I was like, um, okay. So we went from this awesome end of the act. With, with high emotional. good. Everybody. Everybody was on that stage.
1: Good staging.
0: And then it goes to... Oh, and I was like...
1: What? Well, it almost seemed like a. Um... <laughs> Sorry, this is just the weirdest analogy because I'm remembering something from my theatrical background. But it almost seems like I guess I was at an indoctrination of something to believe in, in the mission. Like I was joining a cult and they were teaching me while yeah, we build the world. Felt... Because I was looking at Persephone. So I wasn't looking at Patrick Page at that point. I was trying to see okay, I know what he's doing. What's she doing? Because she's up, down, down front as well. She's just, like, it's almost like these guys, like, everyone was portraying, like, they were following Hades, the cult leader. I, I don't we,
0: we, we love everybody, but it was almost like going into the Scientology Center.
1: <laughs> I've been there. A little bit.
0: And you walk in, you're like, ah, it has a certain feel to it. No, I know people. Have I've been, been there. there more than they once. Know you have, you know. I, I know people. I went have been for a movie. Too.
1: They wanted to give me a book. When they also <laughs> wanted to give me like a free like like reading, stress reading
0: or something. Yeah. But they like me
1: for some reason. Well,
0: I know other people have been in there, and it just has an interesting feel to it. That's kind of what it was like, and I was like, but I didn't no. sign up for this.
1: No, this was scarier than the Scientology. <laughs> I will say that. I will say that because because the look on their faces of. Just, just not being present. Yeah. Oh no, the Scientologists—they—they they sell something. Yeah, that's true. I'm, meaning, I'm like, I'm okay, sorry, Charles
0: Manson, sit down. This yeah. cast
1: was selling something, but it just. I, I agree I agree with you wholeheartedly. It really weakened It's what so when I judge and I've said this before on this podcast that I judge speech and debate or forensics as it's known to some, I call these false endings. Yeah. If that makes sense, in that you get a sense of completion before you're actually complete. Yep. So we, we got it, we were on the high. It's a good place to take a break. Yeah. Because we know there's more to the story, but we had a nice emotional rush. That that why we build the ball wall did not give us a sense of completion. It did not do anything emotionally that got us where we needed to go the plot at all it, it, it was it, so
0: confusing
1: so that false ending part of it's the writing part of it's where the break is but part of it's also the shaping of the piece yeah and so i feel the shaping of Hades Town in general at that moment where you're referencing yep. i agree with you yep. i would have ended with oh, uh wait for me because it's just yeah, a stronger number absolutely. and emotionally your audience is pumped up they're 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 ready to go
0: get concessions and talk about it like they are ready at the end of the act to go oh my gosh did you see that and with the other one like one of the first things i said to you was like huh
1: oh see i was thought you were gonna say is if you end an act with why we build the wall they might not come back because you want to be excited to come back after an intermission, yeah, given it's Hades exci- I
0: mean, I was still excited. It was a great show. But honestly, I was confused by that. I I, I know it's not in previews anymore, but I would have changed that.
1: Yeah, well, if this sure. were in previews or early on in the production, like now it has enough hype that people know sure, they don't they're not going to leave an intermission. No. But if I were considering it, I don't think that song would have been enough to get me to leave. No, Because there was enough not. good before oh, yeah. it that I'm fine.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes.
1: So, I, I guess my this is my last thing because I agree with you on why we build the wall. Yep. And Hades music in general was a bit... Um.
0: um I here, To be fair with Hades, I, I, I don't want to fully... R- I mean, this guy has to stay in this ridiculous low, low range. I don't know how he does it night oh, after night. It is I can't crazy do it. to be able to do that. It's kind of like singing a high soprano all night. It's going to tire out your voice. I don't know how this guy does it. But that being said... I really like sopranos and tenors, so for me, I don't really care for bass voices. Not because he did anything wrong. The tonality was great. He was perfect for it, uh, but I just, for me, it's just, it, it was, I almost wish he had gone up the octave sometimes, but I understand. He's, he's, he's got the underworld, but his music wasn't always the strongest,
1: but uh, you, you said this tonality, I, I. Question his tonality at times during the duet called how long but the reason I, I gave him the pass is because base I, I couldn't even like right now. I, I'm trying to imagine being able to do it I'd have to
0: well you're down. not You're a tenor so I know but tenor. I'd have to
1: go down here the entire time Right. And it's just his it's, voice is built differently than yours But regardless of how your voice is built as a male or a female I'm assuming it works the same for me at yeah. I can't speak but when you're at the lowest part of your register mm-hmm. your ability to control that. Especially when prolonging around time gets hard. It
0: wears your voice out,
1: right? But you're, there's regardless if you're fresh on your voice, that that point, your bottom note, yep. you're only gonna have so much control down there. And I felt like during how long he was he was getting, if he wasn't already at his bottom. I think he was. Yeah, yep, he was too. getting very close. So that—that's uh, another no, there. I think that in, in general, yes, I respect what he can do because I—I could never do that. No, H- his voice—that's a difficult role to
0: cast. I think they're going to have a hard time with that.
1: They are, and well, his understudy <laughs> was your guy Timothy. I know, is. I love that guy. So, I, but my point is, he, he does have other notes because there are other times when he had to go sure, up and he significantly was singing normal,
0: normal in quotes range.
1: Yeah, right. He—it was. I, I, it's not necessarily all of his music isn't so bad it's just a challenge sometimes because I don't know that he got the flashy numbers or the things that you're like oh no. I love that song or oh I felt it's so Hades. much He's
0: he's not going to be doing hula hoops on stage he has to keep a certain presence and majestic and his... sense of self for people to be afraid of him He, he he's not he's, he's like the mafia nobody's going to be joking around and
1: with him. I will say I, that yes he did achieve that because there was a girl like a row or two in front of us, who when he was coming downstage and being threatening, she was like, <gasps> and she like covered her mouth. She was probably like thirteen and like well, girl. She's a kid. <laughs> she's he's not gonna <laughs> jump off the stage and choke you. Like, no. I don't know what you think's gonna happen. No, but. you're saying so, so he did achieve that. My my last one, and this is just how I felt. I'm always looking for in show the moment they woo me in. Yep. The moment the moment I'm like, Yes, you got me. i I've bought into your story, I wanna learn more, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Uh This was hard for me to feel that. I'm not saying it's because of an ensemble piece. Not every show needs that. Like, uh, for example, I love The Mystery of Edwin Drood. I don't know that I really connect with anyone. I like the the fun of it. I like the the interactiveness. But there's good music in it as Mm -hmm. well. So, that being said, I don't always need to connect. But in a show that's like this, I'm looking to... I mean for lack of a better phrasing have somebody rip my heart out I'm looking for somebody to rip my heart out and I think that didn't happen and I feel that I was analyzing that and like why didn't I feel it as strongly as I could have and it's not because it's an ensemble piece I feel it was because there were times where I was focusing on the individual actors as actors and not as characters if that makes sense and that I was too aware of them as an actor and not aware enough of the, the storytelling process and who they were trying to portray or inhabit. And that's what held me back. I wanted more of that. And that's either a director challenge or an actor challenge or whatever. But I wanted more. And I was looking for that one character. I'm like, yes, you, you nailed it 115%. That fate that you mentioned, um, Jessie, yep. I, I want to say perhaps her. But her character isn't. I'm looking for the, the big four. The big four. And I, I don't know that I felt connected enough to any of the big four to be like, yeah.
0: I will say because it's a big ensemble piece, um, because everybody's being featured, the characters may not be fleshed out as much as you would like. Uh, I, I feel like it's not just us thing. I feel like there's...
1: Did you feel that or that you are just no, explaining what I No, 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 I'm no. I felt. agree
0: with it. They would have okay. these songs that were solos and beautiful, um, much like the female lead. But I just felt that... Um, it was just a little too late at times, though I love the music. I just... None of them I really felt overly connected to mm. because everybody was so equal and the staging was so spectacular, but the music just kept moving, you know, like Les Mis where it's sung through almost all the way through. Mm-hmm. But the difference is Les Mis actually... Like Fontine, she's there briefly. She's only there the first 20 minutes of the show and spoiler and she, <laughs> we're spoiling other shows it's now it's been around for how many years though and so basically <laughs> there's somebody like right
1: leaves. now at home gasping because they didn't know fontaine dies
0: <laughs> wait i didn't say that i just uh. said she disappeared <laughs> crap
1: <laughs> so no i spoiled goes. it but it doesn't matter there's maybe a movie. she went
0: to get cigarettes and never came back from the store we don't know actually true. Sure
1: we don't but do we ever see it? it no
0: no no we do but oh, the oh, thing is, yeah, is that she like she makes a huge impact you, like, you're like, oh my gosh, when, when she goes to get cigarettes, everybody's like, oh my god. Um, with this, it, it, I, I just feel like the characters, the way that the show's built, you never really, at least for me, I never got fully connected, but I was okay with it because I looked at it like a Greek ensemble show telling a story like you would around a fire or whatever, like a Native American kind of like storytelling. So for me, it was okay, but I understand what you're saying, that some people may not connect fully with the character.
1: And I think part of it was so much in the beginning because, yes, there's a lot to understand about the Greek mytho- Greek mythology sure. behind this. Maybe they spent so much time on exposition that they didn't do so much early on on character development. Yes. Because they, they were spending the time on exposition to make sure, sure everybody, as you've said i think you said some people online had said it was confusing yeah and so, i
0: found it confusing parts because it's very it's sung through and so at times if you miss something you get a little lost because i was confused by a certain part yeah. where, where uh orpheus had heard this tune and why um hades was reacting a certain way i'm like what why is he ha? and then you explained it to i me said later it, because I caught, I missed it
1: i caught it in epic one what she's referencing is what happened in epic three and i'm like oh well that was kind of handled in a yeah. big one. But it was quick. And it was... The staging was... yeah. It could be
0: confusing. I see yeah. if you're not good at certain things and like keeping plots how you can get lost with this. But the
1: Or if you're distracted by the violin or the accordion or something.
0: Right. But the last point that I want to make and I'll make it quick because uh, these theater ones are a little bit longer because we're analyzing it like anyone cares. Can you tell um, we're theater anyway, <laughs> anyway, the one thing that I would say if you are a Greek mythology purist like I am you may be a little bit... um like what? When it comes to Persephone and Hades, as most people know the myth, uh, you know, I won't go too much into it, but Hades basically kidnapped um, Persephone and there you go. So um, because of that, she did not want to willingly go with him and with this, You know, it makes it seem like eventually she got over the fact that she was kidnapped and made to live in Hades for six months out of the year and was okay with it and actually fell in love with them. So some people may have an issue with that because of the whole Stockholm Syndrome. Some people may look at it like, oh, so now she's in love with her captor. As far as I remember, that never really happened. She eventually just accepted her fate. Um,
1: But it doesn't mean she loved him. It doesn't
0: mean she loved him. It's just that no matter what she did, Zeus basically said, sorry, lady, you're here six months out of the year. So, um basically it's kind of accepting your fate so in this it becomes more it's a love story to basically balance the other two Orpheus and Eurycity did I say her name wrong? you said it right
1: that time yeah,
0: so basically it's there, there's kind of parallels between them that make the plot go further towards the end a little bit but if you're a purist I was kind of like wait a minute wait a minute you know but um but i understand why so just know the reason is it wouldn't work as efficiently if they theatrically. didn't theatrically if they didn't have the tie in with hades and persephone having some kind of relationship it would have fallen flat so if you're a purist that's why just accept it i did and i went okay we're allowed to make little changes to make a successful show and apparently it's doing really well
1: so and i we will know. say I, I don't know if this is not a, a honorable negative mention or honorable positive mention but it's an acknowledgement mm-hmm. i do need to acknowledge that we were lucky to go when we did because we got to see jewel blackman on her last performance yeah she so, was quite talented she yeah she's the, very good she was probably my favorite of the four leads i'm not gonna oh, lie. really yeah yeah i i liked her spunk i liked her energy and and she she seemed very emotional and very grateful to the cast and the audience. Oh and like, yeah,
0: she, I, it's a fla- It's the one of the flashiest roles. I mean, if it's but I knew something flashy. was
1: up. She just was so emotional that you knew you knew something was up. By the time you got to curtain call, you're like, is it her birthday? Is something going on? What's going on? And yeah. it was her last performance. It was and her so- last
0: performance, and she honestly, it's a powerhouse role. It's probably the flashiest of the whole thing. But she just obviously enjoyed it. Though I will say, because we haven't really spoken about the female lead.
1: Uh, Ava Noble-Azada. She honestly... Eva, I said Eva. Ooh,
0: Her voice is just gorgeous. I just want to point that out that she just is obviously very well trained and her voice is just absolutely beautiful. I was struck by that and I just wanted to point that out because we hadn't really mentioned her. No, it we... Just, she uh, has, uh, in passing, In yeah. passing, but honestly, she just really has a really well put together, beautiful voice. You can tell she's been trained really well and her tonality is just a for. Absolutely gorgeous.
1: So. so I had said, and I guess I'll say it, yeah. To, to give something quantifiable yeah. to our listeners that we should, like, give some sort of standard so you could compare and contrast sure. other shows. Would On a five-point scale, does that sound fair? Yeah, that sounds okay. fair. What um, would you give the Hades Town on a five-point scale?
0: Okay, so I was the one who went into it really excited about it, I think more so than you. Um, and honestly, I am a huge fan. I was not disappointed. I actually was... I mean, there's a few flaws here and there. There are very few shows that don't for me. Uh, just understand, because of our background, we're extremely critical in a lot of ways. And honestly... You've
1: yet to see Jukebox Musical, haven't you? I haven't. So congratulations, but, that's her, that's her theatrical a, background right there. I,
0: you know, you know it's, I, I, I'm not saying I won't. I won't. I have a friend
1: know? in MJ right now, so I don't know if I can hold I up know, much longer. I know,
0: I know, we may have to go see some MJ. But um, <laughs> honestly, I love this show, and I've been listening to it you know (laughs) I listen to it all day today the more you listen to the score the more powerful you realize it is if you go in there blind it's you're kind of like oh this is interesting but now that I've listened to it I love it I would see this a good two or three more times um, with different cast members. Right, and
1: that's why when I mentioned Jewel Blackman leaving, I'd be curious who's going to replace him. Yeah, and then to MC. see the
0: understudy for Orpheus, just to see what somebody else brings to it. Not because he did anything wrong in my eyes. It's just I'm just curious to see the characterization.
1: Well, and we had seen the original cast, and I was like, I actually liked some of the things he did better than the original Orpheus. So it's like interesting to see that.
0: Sure. So for me, I, I, I'm excited by the show. I will honestly say this is one of the best shows that I've seen in a long time. And I've seen quite a lot of Broadway. I I do think it's worth the hype. But that being said, I would give it a 4.5 because there are a few things. No, almost anything is not perfect in my eyes. And you know, we all can strive for better. I just feel with the cheat of Act One and some of the confusing plot, sometimes where I got a little bit lost and was like, "What's going on?" Um, Things like that just kind of didn't give it the full five. For me. But I would definitely give it a strong 4.5. I would definitely recommend this show. I would not recommend it for families. I'm going to say that. Because for young kids, I think they would get bored. Oh, yeah. Little kids would be bored. I think this would be great for kids who really like mythology or are very mature for their age. If they were like 12 and up. But um, I think that this is very much an art piece that's going to leave many people very confused. So if you are hardcore, I love Phantom. I love those fun dance numbers uh, like Lion King or something, which actually has emotion to it. But I mean something like fun. Like, give me a show. Big the Musical. Nobody wants that.
1: (laughs) Baby. I'm doing all the Walt and Shire oh, today. No, don't do any of that. Um, I'm talking
0: about ones that people like. Wicked, Wicked's a good one. Where I think most I don't know if that's people- fun
1: either, because that's it's pretty deep. It's not fun, it but
0: I think it just caters a little bit more to what a lot of people want.
1: How about SpongeBob SquarePants the musical?
0: I never saw it, so I don't know. Okay, but I'm saying those big musicals that are maybe a little bit more fun and flashy numbers. This is more of an art house piece that I think actors. Would like a lot and some people who are going for something with a little bit more of a deeper meaning. And that doesn't mean that if you enjoy, like, Mama Mia that there's anything wrong with that. It just, if you love Mama Mia and stuff like that, this may disappoint you. And it's an expensive ticket. So, you know be. what you're getting into a little bit. But um, I, I do feel like um, it's a wonderful piece. So, 4.5. Yeah.
1: So, my answer is 4. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a 4. uh... Sim- uh uh, it's not 100% the same reasons you said. My my big hang-up is, uh, what do I feel when I walk away? Yeah. Uh, who do I connect to? And I, I was left wanting more. Mm-hmm. So because I was left wanting more. And, and yeah, the ending of Act 1 is rough.
0: I'm still a little it's, salty over that.
1: Uh, yeah, well, that's probably... Is that, your full, <laughs> is that your full half a point right there? Your full it, it, point five?
0: It's It's a big reason for it. I mean, there are some flaws. Some of the music I would cut and 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 shorten the show a little bit tighten it up a little bit but i mean they're like who are you what are do you doing?" yeah the you're on that... a couch right now talking on a podcast yeah. okay you're right i didn't win a tony no yet. You, yeah oh, so just kidding just kidding oh. it's probably not gonna happen in this lifetime but oh. um
1: patty lapone watch out oh <laughs> hardly
0: that woman is in her 70s and she could beat the crap out of me
1: she could beat the crap out of me <laughs> I, know. I love her she's she she might intimidate me she might I, she could take
0: on the whole packers team and
1: no, I don't know that I go that. I'm thinking that Betty White commercial where Betty White's played football. So, for, I say four just because I was left wanting more emotionally. I was left wanting more in telling the story. But did I enjoy it? Yes. Would I see it again? Yes. Partially Absolutely. because I want to see what different cast members would do with it. Part of my um, reason why I go to the full point, besides all that, is the pacing. Sometimes yeah. I did feel there were um, excessive pauses. Now, I, I respect the stage presence and I expect... Being held in the palm of someone's hand, but there was a time where you know you need to pick it up a little bit. Uh, the basing of time could have been agree. tighter, if that makes sense. I but agree. The there were some was,
0: slow moments in the show where I was like, you're losing me here a little bit, but you know,
1: yeah. And there were some moments when I said I wanted more, there were some numbers that I was supposed to be emotionally connected, and I was, no, I. I, I, the theatricality man was looking at other things. I yep. was thinking about, okay, what's what's other people reacting to? What's a stagehand off to the right doing? What's a violinist sure. doing? I, I was, and it's not even an ADHD thing. It was more of a... No, that's me. I was thinking, <laughs> this person lost me. And then I was thinking, why did they lose me? Mm-hmm. And so then I was analyzing in my head, what is wrong with this moment? Right. Why am I not in this moment? And you're because right. I was able to think all that and go through all that, yeah, that's why you're four. Because you... I'm, I'm too busy thinking about why I'm not in the moment. So if I'm able to think that, no. Then something's not working. Part of it may be me. Yeah. Part of it may be them. Because sure, good I actors mean, can roll me in.
0: Maybe it's a little in between. But honestly, I'm just going to say I, I love the show. I want to live in this show. I'm going to listen oh. to it for the next couple weeks. I am, I want to live in the show. You I- want to
1: live in Hadestown?
0: Well, eventually we all do, but,
1: um, but no, I don't want
0: to right now, but I'm just saying I love this show. I love this show. Do I think it's worth the hype? I do. I know you may not as much. I do. I just want to listen to the show. I want to see it over and over. I love this show. Wow, I love the show. I thumbs up big time.
1: I don't know that you know and what this let me thinking of where I want to live. I'm thinking of musical theater places, that might be a whole episode that I don't know there would be. Musical theater places I'd want to live and what came well, to I my head wanna
0: live in Hadestown Town. I just love this production. Right. It's and amazing.
1: So I was thinking, would I rather live in Hadestown Town or Urin Town? So I'm actually <laughs> debating that in my head right now. And I, I don't because it was more fun when Persephone became a... She offered us liquor. She said, who wants a drink the numerous times? Yeah, but she didn't pay. I raised my hand. I did. She didn't give me a drink. But I still loved her, so it's fine. <laughs> but my point is, it's more fun to live above Hadestown than it probably is to live in Town. So actually, in that debate between Hadestown and Town, I don't know that either one wins because neither one is really happy. On that note, <laughs> live your life as an exclamation, not an explanation.